0: I'm Elena.
1: I'm Grant. And
2: this is Sex Archie. Archie.
1: Rising from the grave to prepare the way for season five, or as I call it, season four, part two. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, we are a Riverdale recap podcast uh, uh, piercing the empty space between seasons of Riverdale to talk about uh, one of its antecedents, uh, maybe its most direct antecedent, Afterlife with Archie in this very special episode. A horror-themed zombie apocalypse story about the Riverdale gang by uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa and art by Francisco Francavilla.
2: Yeah, that's that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Uh, I'm out
2: of practice. It's been a while.
1: I'm I'm glad to get back to uh, our our memory lane series. I do enjoy doing the, these episodes a lot.
2: Is this really considered a memory lane one? It's, like, not that old.
1: (laughs) It's true. Uh, The first issues came out in 2013. We are going to be going through Volume 1, which covers uh, the first five issues. So it was published in 2014. We'll get to its publication, uh, uh, Troubles, I think. Uh, It's
2: got troubles. Lots of troubles. Right
1: here in Riverdale City.
2: (laughs) Nice. We're doing a little recap. Let's do a little Recap. recap. So, uh... Afterlife with Archie Mm -hmm. opens with our good buddy Jughead Jones Mm -hmm. in a terrible, awful, no good situation (laughs) that really, I think, sets the bar for the whole story of you're just like, well, fuck, that's sad.
1: (laughs) It's a tragic book.
2: (laughs) It's really tragic. And it's one of those ones that should have its own like page on like, does the dog live?
1: The answer is no. No. Many times over. Uh, because what has got Jughead in such a tizzy? Uh, Hot Dog has, has been uh, killed in a hit-and-run car accident.
2: And he he rushes Hot Dog to Sabrina Spellman mm-hmm. to do some witchiness to try to resurrect him.
1: He needs a healing spell. He
2: needs a healing and spell. And when that
1: doesn't work, he does ask for resurrection. Yes. But such a thing cannot be done. These are the deep... The deepest, dangerous of magics.
2: But of course, Sabrina ignores her ants, <laughs> which is very Chilling to Adventures of Sabrina.
1: It's very any iteration of any, Sabrina. Any
2: Sabrina. Ignore those aunts. And she's like,
1: nope, we're going to resurrect your dog. That's the teenage part. And they do it by just doing a Pet cemetery, uh, copyright Stephen King. Down to using the line, sometimes dead is better. Yeah. We know our influences. We're just going to wear them on the sleeve.
2: Sabrina's aunts find out and turn into like super crazy like...
1: These are horror movie witches. Horror
2: movie witches. I love it. I wish the show Mm -hmm. did that to them. It'd be amazing. (laughs) Uh,
1: Just uh, like four inch nasty fingernails. Uh, Their faces look like skin stretched thin uh, directly over bone.
2: Yeah, with, like, teeth of, uh... What are those fish? Uh, <laughs> like anglerfish? Anglerfish teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they find out, and they uh, banish her for a year to, like, think about what she did.
1: Which is a light punishment, being banished to the abyss for a year.
2: Uh, so. So the next day... Mm -hmm. Uh, At Riverdale High You know, things are going normal
1: Uh, Veronica and Betty are arguing Over who gets to take Archie to the Halloween dance Reggie's being weird Which is kind of normal He's being weird because he's grieving Over running over a dog last night Guess
2: what dog it was Uh,
1: This begins uh, uh, Something that Runs through this whole series In a really fun way Is the compression of time Yes We're constantly having small one-panel flashbacks that explain the the greater context behind what characters aren't saying in dialogue.
2: Yeah. Jughead has stayed home, uh, saying he's not feeling well because he's waiting for his dog to resurrect. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that night, he does. He finds Hot Dog. Hot Dog (laughs) has come back, but Hot Dog is a zombie dog. Uh,
1: just nasty, nasty-looking zombie dog. Uh, let, let's take a moment to talk about the general art of Francisco Francavia in this story. It's good. Bold, flat colors for everything. It's just like there, there's a foreground color, a background color, a highlight color Yeah. Uh, in any given panel. And and the way those meld into... Uh, it's a very orange and blue-heavy palette, but the way we find... Different variants on that for the daytime scenes or for certain emotions to shine through.
2: It, it very much reminds me, though, of like when you're in uh, watching like an action movie or something where like the red lights are going off and like this <laughs> means nothing good is happening. <laughs> and that's very much what it is. I feel like the red gets more intense anytime. It's like this is bad. <laughs> and then eventually most of it is just red. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, so hot dog's there, and hot dog bites the living crap out of Jughead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which
2: can't be good.
1: That's how you know it's not really hot dog. Hot dog would never bite anybody,
0: no. but Jughead
1: of all people.
0: Yeah, that's so hot
1: know. dog would rather die, and guess what he did. <laughs>
2: Archie visits him like Jughead to see like how you doing buddy how you feeling what's going on and, and that's when Jughead's like avoid hot dog don't go buy <laughs> hot dog don't let anyone go buy hot dog Yeah
1: hot dog comes up in conversation and Jughead has a very non-characteristic reaction
2: Don't go buy my
1: dog As, as he's just like sweating and gross uh, in bed as the zombie bite begins to take him over
2: Yeah, so that night uh, at the Halloween dance,
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, all of our favorite Archie characters are in classic horror costumes, even Chuck as the Phantom of the Opera, completing the Universal Monster set.
2: Yes, Uh, and Archie is there.
1: He's dressed as Pure Heart the Powerful. Yeah,
2: so that, you know, (laughs) brings back memories. Betty's a sexy nurse. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and Veronica is Vampirella for Halloween, I guess, uh, uh, predicting the eventual Vampironica series. And also Archie and Betty meet Red Sonia and Vampirella.
2: All I can think is that none of these Halloween costumes would be allowed at a school dance.
1: <laughs> Dilton's fine. He's dressed as Freddy Krueger.
2: Yeah, he, I, all the ladies <laughs> would not yes. be allowed. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot going on.
1: <laughs> and that's one of the, the more tame Vampirella costumes through her history.
2: Goodness. Goodness. The The school dance is happening. Betty and Veronica are, of course, fighting. Grundy and Weatherby are, are outside, not doing a good job chaperoning this dance.
1: Chap- the, the narration box says, chaperones on a break. They're you, taking a you break. You
2: don't get a break chaperoning.
1: <laughs> that's when they stop leaving room for Jesus.
2: Yeah, Yeah. yes.
1: You got to put a a ruler between them. And so it passes freely.
2: Uh, Well, they're having a nice little chat outside uh, is when a figure appears Mm -hmm. on the hilltop. It's a silhouetted figure and you can see a crown.
1: It could only be Jughead Jones, but a a slouching, twisted Jughead Jones.
2: Who then uh, bites a chunk out of Weatherby's neck. (laughs) You know. Archie's talking to Reggie, and he's like, dude, you don't seem like yourself. Something's not up. And it almost comes out that Reggie hit hot dog. Mm-hmm. But they're interrupted because drughead's there. And everyone's like, whoa, look at his cool costume. <laughs> he's got blood dripping from his face. It's awesome.
1: He looks horrific. The, the swelling and bubbling up where he, he got the dog bite and just his his corpse-like melting face... Uh, None of his his joints are are straight. They picked the right artist to, to make a zombie story, for sure.
2: It's so good. So uh, then we we go visit uh, the Blossom twins
1: as Raggedy Ann and Andy, of course, you know, matched pair. Those
2: those very famous redheads, because <laughs> apparently they have to have red hair at all times.
1: Yeah, there there aren't a lot of red haired couples costumes. You're right. You're right.
2: For one to be a redhead, mm-hmm. yeah, but both that's pretty hard to come by.
1: I mean, they could be two of the Weasleys. But as evil as the Blossoms are, at least they're not transphobic.
2: Well, I was just thinking about, like, well, they'd be really into that because then they'd be siblings. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And that
2: would be right up their alley (laughs) of things.
1: Yeah, so this book uh, really leans into the... uh,
2: Sibling incest! Yeah,
1: the the incestuous subtext that some people like to find. Uh, It's much less sub than usual in this story. (laughs)
2: It's very obvious. <laughs> very in your face.
1: It's a horror book. Spooky. Taboos. Ooh. Uh,
2: yeah. So as they're like getting ready to enter the dance, uh, someone comes running out who might be a Harry Potter character, honestly. He
1: might be Tom he, Baker. I don't know. He's
2: got a big scarf. I it, I can't tell what colors it is. Just big scarf. <laughs> and he's like, something weird's going on in there. They're like eating people. ha <laughs> ha.
1: So this is when Cheryl decides that maybe tonight is not the night to to torture the townies. Uh, We we don't really have to go to the public school dance.
2: And so they leave. Uh, And then we like flash forward Mm -hmm. to uh, Veronica uh, talking to her dad, recapping
1: everything that went on at the dance. So, like, like I said just a few minutes ago, the, this book does a lot with using the medium of comics to uh, compress and, and uh, uh, mix up time. Uh, this whole issue, with, with its prologue recap and soon-to-be epilogue structure, takes that in a new direction. And I think it's structurally interesting and engaging.
2: So what ended up happening was Jughead came in and they're all like, oh my gosh, your costume's amazing. And Ethel's all like, Juggy, you made it. And Dressed she,
1: as classic Disney Snow White.
2: Yes. Uh, and uh, Jughead eats her.
1: <laughs> Just tears a chunk out of her neck. People are shocked. Some people uh, think it's it's some sort of arranged gag. What I love about this is Veronica talks about how some people even laughed. And then you see the image, Veronica's the only one laughing. That ah, oh, that says so much about how she's characterized in this book in one little frame. Yes. So good.
2: So then we uh we we do a little little snap over to pop Tate's
1: an interlude.
2: An interlude. I prefer snap over.
1: Well, the page says interlude. Snap over. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, and uh, there we have
1: Nancy and Ginger.
2: Yes, Nancy and Ginger.
1: Nancy, a very minor character, best known as Chuck's girlfriend. Yes. And Ginger, who you can now see completely transformed in uh, the the Katie Keene show.
2: Yes. They have a whole scene where, you know, Pop's like, oh, you guys aren't at the dance. You know, didn't didn't have dates. Uh, But what we find out is that they are a couple.
1: On the down low. Yes.
2: And they seem to have kind of different feelings on Mm -hmm. still being on the down low.
1: Ginger wants to be public and open and proud, and Nancy is not in a place where that feels okay to her.
2: Uh, and while well, they're having this conversation,
1: and Pop Tate sees all. Pop Tate knows everybody's business. That is always true about Pop Tate, even in Zombie Land.
2: Yes, but then uh, FP Jones comes in <laughs> to Pop Tate's, and he is a zombie.
1: He's looking pretty bad. Not
2: looking good. Not 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 good at all. Uh, and then we go back to the gym, where again, Jugglehead,
1: Jugg- Juggle, <laughs> Jugglehead, the clown version.
2: I was trying to uh, combine Juggle and Ethel. I think somehow there.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Juggle. So people who ship Jughead and Ethel are jugglers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I like this. I'm a big juggler.
2: This is uh, when they they realize that. Uh, Jughead is is not playing a joke.
1: It's no prank. It's no trick. It's actual deadly assault.
2: Yes. And Jughead goes for Veronica, but Archie punches the living shit out of him. <laughs>
1: well, the undead shit the out of him. The undead
2: shit, because he's not alive. The the boys somehow wrestle Jughead and cart him off to lock him up in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all like, okay, we got to help Ethel here. And Betty, as a sexy nurse, knows just what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, she does sexy CPR.
2: And tells everyone to call 911. But as she's going to do that, Ethel becomes undead.
1: Yeah, she, she lifts her head and turns around. It, it's honestly the classic Resident Evil pose where you see the first zombie. Yeah. And at least half the games recreate that same moment. <laughs>
2: And Veronica smushes her with a fire extinguisher, and they're all like, shit.
1: (laughs) And by smush, you mean caves her skull in. Yes. Yeah.
2: And then Zombie, Weatherby, and Grundy arrive. See?
1: The break wasn't that long. They're back to chaperone.
2: (laughs) And so everyone's like, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go. Mm -hmm. Gotta leave. I'm like. Yes, you're being attacked <laughs> by zombies. Let's go. So again, more zombies coming. Jughead's locked away. They're trying to get out. It's decided that they're going to trek to Lodge Manor because it's a fortress. They got lots of money. Obviously, they probably have like security systems.
1: Mm-hmm. Before this, there's a little moment that I really love. Until shit hits the fan, there's been a background argument between between Dilton and Chuck uh, about horror movies and and uh you know which slasher hero would which slasher villain would win in a fight blah 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 so like the, the big nerd and and the comic artist to be are held up as like your your genre experts that every uh horror story sense scream has to have and so archie is putting the pieces together in his head and he's like I know exactly what this is hot dog got rabies and gave it to Yo, Jughead yes! And it's Dillon,
2: definitely rapies.
1: Until it's like shut the fuck up, it's zombie times.
2: I do it's like So good. Well, and right after that Veronica or I think it's Betty is like, just don't even think about it and accept it. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. It's we got to go. We got to go. Um, which she accepts it pretty fast because when they're at uh the lodges, Archie's all like, well, if humanity's going to make its last stand in Riverdale, it's got to be here, Mr. Lodge. Like he accepts this pretty fast.
1: Yes. Yes. Somebody smarter than me said something. It's true, and I'm taking it to its fullest extent. <laughs> Issue three now starts with uh, uh, Hiram Lodge's perspective.
2: Building Lodge Manor. hmm Big flashback here. Of <laughs> with you. his
1: own two hands.
2: It's like, hey, we've got, I had to build it on top of the hill so we can see everything. All and- the
1: little people. Yes. There's even a fun flashback here where Hermione is on a train journey and two spinster women are are not only tell her that she's pregnant long before she's showing, but know it will be a raven-haired girl of strong will.
2: And they also know that they're expecting a blonde-haired niece
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is
2: expected to arrive very soon. It's the aunties. It's the
1: aunties. (laughs)
2: Uh, and so Hiram during the zombie apocalypse decides to like go walk out to the family graveyard
1: to visit uh, where Hermione rests in Pache as they say
2: which doesn't necessarily seem like a great idea. <laughs>
1: Because she's there to give him a warning and a death. And oh, oh, it's it's a dream. It's a dream. dream. Smithers wakes him up. Smithers, good boy. We love Smithers.
2: Smithers with his axe. (laughs) Smithers means business. Hell yes. They're like, okay, we got a perimeter set up. Uh, This is what's going on in town. We got this. We can do this. Hiram seems to be a little bit more optimistic because he, like, knows the president and he won't do anything foolish. And, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to nuke the town. They're going to come rescue them.
1: And Smithers confirms he knows exactly where every teenager is except one. <laughs> <laughs> That's our boy.
2: And, uh, yeah, so Archie is uh, pointing out to Betty, like, yeah, this air vent is... Uh, The one place that they don't have any security cameras on or anything, and that's because I used to sneak in here all the time. I had Dilton help me shut it off like a year ago, which is just what the other girl who, like, is in love with you wants to know, (laughs) is that you're sneaking into this mansion all the time.
1: I'm very concerned about someone who's so security-minded, they electrify the grate in the kitchen pantry. Yes. What? What are you expecting, Hiram?
2: Keeps the bugs out.
1: Okay. All right.
2: If I had a grate that automatically led to like the sewer system, I might electrify it too.
1: And again, the horror movie sewer system where it's a, a great stone tunnel that's like 30 feet wide.
2: Uh, So Archie sneaks out. Because- How much do they poop in Riverdale? <laughs> So Archie sneaks out because he wants to uh, go check on his family.
1: Yeah, and everyone's and families everyone. while he's at it, of course, because like, he's, he's a good hero boy.
2: Because phones aren't working. They've sent emails, but no one's replied. Like, mm-hmm. he has to go check. So he leaves. Uh, Betty goes to the library where she's reading a first edition of The Great Gatsby.
1: Because the library at, at Lodge Manor is entirely first editions. They don't do anything second best. No, no,
2: no. Uh, and Veronica's like, what the fuck you doing? We gotta go have a pool party.
1: And so the, these two characters that have been sniping at each other and at death's door continue to do so until Veronica starts to let on how like emotionally vulnerable she is right now. She needs something to distract her. like, And so Betty steps up to the plate and does the best friend thing and agrees to go to the pool.
2: Yep. So they're they're swimming away.
1: They're swimming away with almost all the other teens. Moose and Midge accepted.
2: Uh, they uh, haven't gone yet and what we find out is that uh, Midge has a scratch a scratch on her hand.
1: We all know where this is going. <laughs> You know. She does her best to to reassure Moose that it's nothing to worry about. Could have come, you know, from him grabbing her wrist as they ran. It could be anything. As uh, uh, she eventually gets Moose to to calm down his worries and they cuddle.
2: Meanwhile, Archie climbs out of the sewer system to find Pop Tate's burning.
1: Just an inferno (laughs) reaching Uh, like dozens of yards into the sky.
2: And what we find out is that uh, Nancy and Ginger set it on fire because it was the only way to make sure Mr. Jones and Pop Tate don't come back.
1: Pop Tate? No! Pop Tate! Why? Uh,
2: so then they hotwire Pop's motorcycle because Pops is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would like this story to be added to Riverdale, please. Pop Tate, get some <laughs> motorcycle.
1: I'd like to see Riverdale's Pop Tate in like a Vespa. Or something really cute and small like that instead.
2: Well, I just think it's so funny because, like, they could have easily been like, "That's FP's motorcycle." No, it's no. Pop's.
1: No, this this is a much more mild mannered accountant, pencil pusher, uh, Forsyth Junior. Like in everything before Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so they go off. Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I do love the scene because there are two parallel. There, there's a two page spread that has parallel uh, uh, panels at the bottom. One is Ginger's fantasy about them uh, uh, just riding west and and leaving all this behind to, to find a new life where there aren't zombies. Or families they have to be closeted around. <laughs> While the next page is them actually leaving Pop Tate's burning husk behind, and neither of them look quite as excited. And and the light that comes to them isn't the, you know, the California sunset. It's a burning diner. And and I, I love that yeah. moment very much.
2: Well, and the best thing is like the subtleness of the differences of their faces. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> Very good. Uh, So back at the pool, Moose and Midge come crashing out through glass on the veranda into the pool.
1: Which is bad. I don't want broken glass all up in my pool.
2: Uh, Just as Archie, who's walking down a deserted Riverdale street, suddenly sees the mayor as a zombie.
1: Mayor Martinez also does the sudden zombie Uh turn. And
2: he... Speeds away on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Not quite as cool as a motorcycle. No. So Smithers is spying on everyone, basically. Hey, Lodge, we got some issues in the pool. Stuff not, is going down.
1: Not just any pool, the West Pool. How many pools do you have, Veronica?
2: North, south, east, west. <laughs> Center. Center. I personally love this pool scene because it just reminds me of so many of those really bad, like, horror movies they try to make in strange situations. hmm Such as in pools. <laughs> there was, like, that one that they made where they, like, someone gets, like, trapped under a pool cover by some people who are like, We're gonna leave you there until you tell us what we want to know. Or we're gonna put alligators in the pool until you tell us what you want to know. Or now we're putting acid in the pool until you tell us what you want to you- <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Why do they try to make pools such an awful place?
1: <laughs> uh, because Hollywood writers are very insecure about their beach body.
2: <laughs> but in this case, uh, Moose and Midge are both zombies now, and they are coming after the kids.
1: Yeah, it takes the kids a moment to, to like recognize what's happening, and then... Running in a pool is hard, so like you get that automatic slow motion, Ah, because it's a pool.
2: And uh, (laughs) Smithers is coming over the radio, like, get out, get out of the pool! And as they're closing the automatic pool cover...
1: Mm -hmm. The uh, reinforced aluminum pool cover to, to lock them in.
2: Which traps our zombies.
1: Everybody else barely makes it out. Good job. Yes.
2: So I guess have an automatic pool cover if zombies come.
1: So now Lodge Manor is down to Smithers, Hiram, and five wet teens.
2: <laughs> yes. Are there just, I guess there's just there's the five. There's
1: Archie, Betty, Kevin, who has had one line up to now, I think.
2: Well, Archie's not there.
1: Uh, that's right. Betty, Veronica, Kevin, uh, Dilton, uh, Chuck, Chuck,
2: and Reggie. And
1: Reggie, six. Okay. Seven if Archie hadn't left.
2: Uh, Well, meanwhile, Archie uh, has made it to his home. Uh, As he is uh, using the spare key to get in, Mm -hmm. there is suddenly a noise. At first assumes it's Vegas, but it is not.
1: It's a different dog. A zombie dog. The fourth issue, uh, the best in the whole thing, and also the worst in some (laughs) way.
2: Yes, it's very sad.
1: Starts with a flashback.
2: To Archie going... And, and picking out Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas, who's named Vegas because they found him on the Vegas Strip. This <laughs> poor little puppy dog. And Archie's like, that's my puppy. And they become bestest friends and they adopt him. And it's very sweet.
1: Yellow tones are the, the color of flashback. Yes. Uh, which holds very steady and is used to spectacular effect later.
2: Part of this flashback is also Mary and Fred talking and Mary's like thinking about her own childhood dog mm-hmm. and how awful it was to lose her childhood dog and how she doesn't want Archie. Like it breaks her heart to think that one day he'll lose his dog too.
1: Mm-hmm. While he's <sighs> back to the present staring eye to eye with zombie dog.
2: Zombie hot dog.
1: Of all the dogs. That's the one.
2: And just as zombie hot dog is going to eat his face. Vegas jumps out.
1: Smashes through the window. Vegas gets, like, narration boxes. Vegas gets dog language captions. Yes. He calls Archie, Archie Master, with no space.
2: And that he must protect. Yes. And then... We get one more little flashback, which is where Archie is taking care of puppy Vegas when he has a tummy ache. Mm -hmm. And Fred's all like, you know, this is the way it works. You take care of Vegas, Vegas will take care of you.
1: Back to the present, just garish red lights, uh, close-ups of terror and action as these dogs fight. And and Vegas urges... Psychically, Archie to run. My life for yours.
2: And then live, Archie master. Thank you. <laughs> love you forever. But now run, run, run. Live. My God, this book needs a warning about dog deaths. <laughs> and so Archie runs. Archie
1: runs, and kicks open the door, and finds his mother terrified upstairs.
2: Because zombie dad is there. Mm-hmm. And
1: Fred got got
2: Back at the Blossom household, Jason is being really fucking incesty in this whole scene.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a weird breakup scene. like, As soon as Cheryl has to confront mortality, the end of so many things, including herself, she starts to think that their incest games aren't how she wants to spend the rest of her life. And she sort of dumps her brother, and he does not take it well.
2: It's very weird.
1: It's so weird.
2: Back at the Andrews household, Archie leads his mom to his bedroom to hide, but zombie dad finds him. Archie, protecting his mother, smashes his dad with a baseball bat, so he falls down the stairs and then bashes his brain in Mm -hmm. as we have these, like, panels of flashback moments of him and his dad growing this, up
1: this one incredible incredible page cut into 15 tall thin panels Five of them uh, make up a splash page of Archie raising his bat, like, drawn from zombie Fred's perspective. While the others are showing the actual impacts from a selection of camera angles. And the other third is yellow flashbacks of all the happy times of Fred being a really good dad to Archie through the years. And it kills me. Uh, All the way down to Archie's final strike on zombie Fred. He says, I love you as the bat comes down. Oh, (laughs) this issue is too powerful.
2: And then as he's like looking over what he did, Mary comes out and he's trying to like protect her from looking just as zombie Vegas Mm -hmm. comes in. And his like narrative now is kill, maim, eat food. Mm -hmm. And... They run out into the garage and hop in the old jalopy.
1: The old jalopy once again given to him by his father uh, in, in one last uh, flashback of, of happier Fred days.
2: And, and he tears through the streets, crying, mm-hmm. apologizing to his mom for what he had to do. And then we see zombie Vegas and Hot Dog going to zombie Jughead as he pats them on the head
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and then is surrounded by all the rest of the zombie town folks, including Pop.
1: Who looks real good after that fire. I don't know. Maybe he got (laughs) out. Uh, but Zombie Jughead is shown to clearly be king of the zombies as he points at Lodge Manor up on that hill.
2: Well, he is their daddy.
1: He's their daddy. He is the
2: zombie daddy.
1: Shouldn't Hot Dog be king of the zombies?
2: Zombie Hot Dog can't talk.
1: Oh, that's what it is. I think. She
2: can't point either.
1: My theory is that it's because of Jughead's. Because Jughead has always had such an infernal, insatiable hunger.
2: Well, he does have the crown. That's why oh, he's king of okay. the
1: zombies. It might be the crown. It might yeah. be the crown.
2: Uh, so then we go to issue five.
1: Which is all told from the perspective of Smithers, of all people.
2: Kind of a recap of how, how Smithers has always served. And we, we find out that Archie and his mom made it there. Mm-hmm. And we get flashbacks of how smithers family has served the lodges for 70 years it was his father before him and and now it's him and how he was trained to do this
1: this is the second of uh uh, two at least by my count so far uh references to how long archie comics have been running because when archie goes down into the sewers on his adventure. Mm -hmm. He tells Betty that, look, I'll be waffling between the two of you for 70 years. I I get it. The comic's been going for 70 years. And now uh, the Smithers family has been serving the lodges for 72 years, to be precise. Yeah. Which I think was the count in 2014 when this was published.
2: Uh, through the flashbacks, we also learned that, you know, Smithers was there when Veronica was born and held her before Lodge did.
1: Uh, implied to be off having an affair in some other town.
2: And also, like, promised Hermione that he would be there for Veronica if something happens to her in Hiram That mm-hmm. he, he would, you know, take her under his wing. And all of it's about how... His his father always said that you are invisible, but you see all, and you are yes. not of the house. You know,
1: you're in the house, but not of the yes, house. yes. So he's the perfect watcher.
2: Then he he he's walking through the house, and he, as he's like passing different places, you you get snippets of stuff such as Nancy being uh
1: with Chuck mm-hmm. and Ginger not liking that very much.
2: It's <laughs> very like. She ain't your girl, Chuck. And, like, storming out.
1: <laughs> She's laying on some very heavy hints, like, begging Chuck to read into why uh, uh, whenever there's a dance, Nancy is hanging out with Ginger instead of him. Yes. Huh?
2: Huh? Uh, we, ha- we have Kevin going to Reggie, and Reggie's very upset. He just broke some pool accessory, like, pool table accessories.
1: He's not taking Midge's death well, and he is to Reggie to actually, like, talk about that or even allow himself to think about it and so kevin reasonably is like hey i know what it's like to, to have a crush on somebody that that doesn't like you back that probably can't like you back and reggie of course being a toxic asshole thinks that uh, or at least acts like he thinks he that like- kevin is hitting on him because he just wants to rage Um, So Kevin knocks his ass out because Kevin got army training from his dad.
2: And what I love is Smithers is watching this all from a monitor (laughs) and it's like, I must remember that that Keller kid has some good moves. Probably military trained. (laughs) Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Let me check in on all the young homosexuals.
2: Jason is upset with Cheryl.
1: They've now arrived at Lodge Manor to to bunker down with everyone else.
2: And Cheryl has picked Dilton's room (laughs) to be roommates and is very, like, chummy chum with Dilton.
1: They were told to set themselves up anywhere and she took that very letter of the law just to to, uh, toy with Jason. And
2: Jason is not happy. No. Because incest breakup. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile... Veronica stumbles across Betty comforting Archie mm-hmm. who's letting you know filling her in on the fact that he killed his father.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's heavy. It was real fucked up. but she doesn't just like stumble upon them. She creeps like a gothic ghost through her own <laughs> mansion, hum like creepily singing Mr. Sandman. <laughs>
2: i don't understand why she's singing this song right now like, why would you sing that song
1: because it's creepy as shit
2: betty gets comforting him she's like i'm here for you archie i'm always here for you she she knows exactly who he is and what he did is not who he is mm-hmm. and and they embrace and Veronica
1: y- you didn't kill your dad you saved your mom
2: yes and Veronica is all like he went to her instead of me <laughs> Smithers how can he go to her. Instead?
1: I love how absolutely self-obsessed Veronica is in this She has moments where she is a real person Where where you can understand what people like Smithers, like Archie, would see in her and want to care about her for But, like, her default is always What about me? (laughs) What about
2: me? Uh, So, meanwhile, uh, Reggie is just... Ridiculously focused on Midge and decides Mm -hmm. to go let her out of the pool. Mm -hmm. But uh, Dilton is like, what the hell are you doing, dude?
0: (laughs) Please
1: do not do that. She is a zombie. They're the bad guys.
2: And uh, before he can do anything, they suddenly see a silhouette in the glass Mm -hmm. from the outside areas. I don't know what we're calling this. The, the grounds. Pe- the grounds. The
1: grounds.
2: Uh, and it is Jughead and all the other zombies, and they're trying to break through.
1: To get into Pool West.
2: <laughs> then they kind of fill everyone in, like, let's look at all the security cameras. We're surrounded. And
1: Archie's plan is we, we take everything we can carry. This this place uh, uh, is going to be our graves if we stay. We have to move.
2: And Mr. Lodge is like, no, no. We'll be fine here. We'll stay here. We'll make our stand here.
1: And And Smithers breaks the rules. He disagrees with his employer in public. Yep. Oh, this is big for him. Because, as he points out, fuel is not infinite. And there is no uh, reason to believe that reinforcements are coming.
2: Yep. So Archie's like, it's okay, though. I know there's one air duct that doesn't have any security. Because it was me that stopped that. And we can go through that. And so they, like, open the pantry Zombies in
1: the pantry. Fuck you. Get out of here.
2: Yeah. So that doesn't work. Uh, So instead, they decide to go out the manor's south terrace.
1: With a distraction.
2: They're going to use the Lodge family fireworks Mm -hmm. to light up the sky. Because uh, Hermione apparently started doing the 4th of July fireworks for the town many years ago. Mm -hmm. And they've kept it up.
1: As, as a tribute to his late yes. wife.
2: And so they they light off all the fireworks, which the zombies are like, ooh. <laughs> and they all sneak away as they're distracted.
1: Coach Cleets' zombie is swiftly executed by uh, uh, both Ke- uh, Kevin and Ginger, uh, <laughs> the the twin bow people of the group.
2: Yes, we got, we got some archery going on.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what they say about the gays? They love archery? I guess. Uh, Uh, That's what's going to happen. Nancy is going to take up a bow and everybody's going to be like, I never suspected. Is
2: this why Cheryl does archery in the show? Yes. Yes, it
1: is. (laughs) Archery is gay now.
2: Well, dang. (laughs) So my favorite thing... And this next panel is as they're like going through and going past the the welcome sign of you know Riverdale, the the town with pep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the skull moon?
1: Yes,
2: I love the skull moon. It's 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 a moon, and it's, it's like the, the moon you it's might the, say. It's the moon, but like the craters make it look like there's a skull, mm-hmm. and I love it. I would get that as a tattoo.
1: Hear that, tattoo artists make skull moons.
2: Apparently. Covid has just made me be like yeah well this is over we get a tattoo there's
1: a there's a place just up the road i, I haven't read their there's reviews like three places up yeah. the road yeah
2: and and as as they are doing this uh smithers is finishing his diary entry in the middle of the woods as they're escaping <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of volume one that
1: is the end of of book one escape from riverdale the first five chapters of Afterlife with Archie by, again, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Francesco Francavia. So, Darlin, what did you think?
2: I really like it. Mm-hmm. I love the art, I love the style. I could use less dogs dying. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. I
2: was immediately because uh-huh. it's like the first fucking page. I'm first like, page. oh my god! This needs a warning on it. <laughs> and it just keeps happening.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: But I think my my big thing is that this could totally have been a Riverdale episode. And I'm like, how has it not been? How did they not turn this into some type of like Halloween dream sequence, you know, mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. a whole episode that's this, and it's not until, you know, someone wakes up that you find out, oh, that was a dream all along. Yeah, or yeah. this this could have been the Chilling Adventures crossover.
1: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean-
2: That then, like, you know, Sabrina actually comes back.
1: In in the next still un- incomplete volume, Sabrina comes back from, from her uh, exile- and becomes a, a major player in the series. <laughs> Th- this book is, in a very real way, I believe, the antecedent, as I said, to Riverdale the series. Uh, the way it came about is there was a variant cover of Life with Archie, you know, the, the married years comic of, of all those years ago, whereas, like, a, a, I think it was even Halloween, you know, the October issue, Uh, They had Francesco Francavilla do a zombie-themed cover, and that went over huge. It it sold so well and got so much buzz, the publishers decided, well, why don't we just actually make a zombie Archie book? Mm -hmm. So they they, uh, talked to Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, who had previously just written the Archie and Glee crossover issue. Very different. Yes, he, he pitched some ideas on, on like, the, these are the horror influences I want to bring to it. Here's some stuff I'd love to do with the characters. Uh, it can't be all ages. It's going to be scary as heck. It's going to to break taboos. We're going to see these characters that are still true themselves, but doing things we've never seen them seen them do before. He got the green light, and it made the book that we just summarized. And that really sold and got huge critical acclaim. Deservedly, I'd say, it's a great book.
2: It's really good. It's really good.
1: Uh, So much critical acclaim and sales that it launched the entire Archie Horror imprint that we've talked about uh, on so many of these bonus episodes. Yes. Which in turn launched uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, part four coming soon?
2: Like a couple days. It's either the 30th or the 31st.
1: Yeah, which which is just a few days from now as of recording. But... As I'm sure you picked up, dear dear listener, there are a lot of uh, uh, just incidental details, but more than that, broad treatments of the material that lead directly into uh, um, Riverdale. Yes. Like this, Archie is Riverdale Archie. He He's is. not very bright. He's not very good at being a hero, but damn if he doesn't try. <laughs> uh, this Midge is just yeah. like Riverdale's Midge. She, she dies, dies
2: immediately.
1: Like a chump. Uh, Moose
2: doesn't exist very long either. <laughs> Kevin's badass, but gets no screen time.
1: <laughs> but like, j- jokes aside, like, they dialed back the uh, uh, um, Blossom Twins thing, but it's still there. It's still there a lot. It's, uh, despite one of them being dead <laughs> the entire length of the show.
2: Yeah. You start to see it. like It's it's like this is the draft of what mm-hmm, the characters mm-hmm. became in the show.
1: I mean, frankly, I wish uh, Riverdale's Veronica hadn't been softened, I think, from Afterlife with Archie's Veronica.
2: I, w- I would have been happy with something in the middle. Mm-hmm. A little closer, but not that. Or it's a rather, too much.
1: I guess I'd be happy with first two seasons Veronica rather than current Veronica. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We have long-standing frustrations with season four Veronica
2: yeah considering the other characters in afterlife mm-hmm. with Archie the Betty Veronica relationship is a little extreme <laughs> in this for I feel like the other character
1: mm-hmm. like development mm-hmm. they are so much more at each other's throats
2: even more than I feel like like
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Archie comics. To to the point where it's like, dang, get some perspective. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't I wouldn't want this. I want something a mm-hmm, little more. Mm-hmm. This just screams though, make me into an episode!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and some aspects have been. I feel like Veronica floating around the mansion with a, a candlestick is very much that, Cheryl. That, that yeah, that Cheryl dream sequence in season one when she's Blithe spiriting around,
2: Smithers being involved in a lot of crime.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hiram talking about how uh, don't nothing bad can happen to me because of my uh, government connections. <laughs> And and down to Archie wearing a pure heart, ho- the powerful costume for Halloween. Yes, like even little inconsequential details like that come back. Yeah, my head would have exploded rereading this if instead of uh, Mr. Sandman it was lollipop. Lollipop,
2: lollipop, oh, lollipop. Yeah.
1: But I guess those are lyrics that don't work as well in text. You you need more than one word. Yeah.
2: Well, how this reminds me of the show is the um, the storytelling and time frame of it. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a TV show in that aspect. Yes. Of like yes. flashbacks and the mm-hmm. time skips and...
1: Dialogue from now being shown over an image from five years ago or uh-huh. last night or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I do love when Riverdale uh, does do things like that, very presentational things. I yes. wish it happened more often. Yes.
2: It's good when they do it.
1: Mm-hmm. You could not, I don't think you could do this exactly directly anymore. Because so much of what makes, uh, especially this first uh, uh, volume work, is the events with Fred. And yes, you, you can't do it th- now. You can't touch that now. No. No. Like, if, if uh, they had done an afterlife... Uh, inspired episode while Luke Perry was still yes. living it would have been amazing because like the, the flashbacks to that character afterlife with Archie's Fred is very much Riverdale's Fred yeah. to a T uh I mean down to like the fucking jalopy uh <laughs> be, being a gift that they worked on together
2: no now they would have to change it to where like Archie is Jughead and Jughead is Archie and it is FP
1: Archie is patient zero. Yes. I could see that. I could see that working.
2: They would, that would have to, and that would actually be very interesting. I feel like in the Riverdale setting with the like relationship, Mm -hmm. like Betty and Veronica and Jughead and all of them having to deal with like.
1: And, and the spin it would give on it, uh, your, your central hero being, Archie, you know, the, the would-be hero, but now it's Jughead the 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 would-be anti-hero. Yes. With his his edge and his his rebellious streak, having to drag Jughead away from being an observer, which comes and goes uh, depending yes. on which episode of uh, <laughs> Riverdale we're talking about, but but making that be the thing instead of, you know, Archie having to think long-term bigger picture. Uh, as his protector of everybody, rather than I gotta see my dad and look for everybody else's dads while I'm out there. Yeah, yeah,
2: but yeah, I do. I do agree. They would have to. They would have to change it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it'd be a change. I'd be interested to see. It, I, frankly,
2: yeah, I think it would be fun. I think they could do some interesting things with it.
1: Honestly, in the Riverdale case. Vegas is the dog we've spent so much more time with, and Vegas being pet cemeteried would be more effective than, than Riverdale hot dog. Right? Right.
2: <laughs> okay, with that dynamic, you know Archie would be the one to seek out Sabrina because his dog is dead. Yes. Like he would yes. it'd be the final straw. He's lost his dad. He's lost all these. I can't lose my dog. <laughs>
1: So, uh, again, following the, the uh, artistic and uh, commercial success of Afterlife with Archie, that is when Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa just leapfrogged to being, like, the creative director of Archie Comics and being the guy to pitch, after having done a, an adult, mature, here's the teens uh, of Riverdale in today's world dealing with, you know, sexual politics and violence – well, let's do a sort of Twin Peaksy thing for the networks. I know a guy. He's our creative director. His name's Roberto. <laughs> and that is why this ongoing comic that we just summarized five issues of has ten issues total. A couple came out in, in uh, 2014. I think one came out in 2015. Uh-huh. Two came out in 2016. And that's the end. The second arc remains unfinished Dude. and therefore uncollected. <laughs> Dude. You know what happened in 2016? Prep for Riverdale that debuted in 2017.
2: <laughs> Roberto, we gotta talk.
1: Uh, that that's the reason the Chilling Adventures book, which is far superior to the television show, I would say, uh, also remains just in the wind unfinished.
2: Roberto, you got some projects you need to assess.
1: But, uh... Maybe
2: more important than Katie Keen, the TV show.
1: But yes, his time has been taken by uh, writing, by being a librettist for Broadway, rewriting uh, uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, writing the book for um, American Psycho the Musical, <laughs> as well as being showrunner for three television series, down down to two now. Down to one now, because I think they announced that this was the end for Sabrina, right?
2: Yes, this is the last season for Sabrina.
1: As well as working on other uh, non-Archie umbrella television programs.
2: I mean, Sabrina wasn't exactly, like, surprising that it was the end, because Netflix stops after three or four seasons. They don't continue.
1: Getting four, frankly, is a lot for a Netflix original. (laughs) Very
0: surprising. That's true.
1: So, hey, maybe with uh, his plate being uh, cleared, he'll get back to these uh, uh, unfinished comic series.
2: Maybe. It'd be nice.
1: Steer that ship into port, Roberto. We're begging you. We're begging you.
2: I would like to know what happens.
1: Now, in these Memory Lane episodes, we usually talk about connecting it to uh, and relating it to uh, Riverdale. But, like, as we've discussed... History has done that work for us with Afterlife. There, there's no need to ask the regular questions at this point.
2: we already kind of talked about some of them was...
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I guess we'll just say thank you for, for coming back to us. Uh, we will be back uh, in late January with regular episodes of uh, Sex Archie talking about Riverdale.
2: Yes. though so our schedule might be slightly, like, off.
1: I don't think we're going to be doing uh, late nights, same night uploads.
2: That that might be changing, but we will be back regularly.
1: But you know what that means? Hmm. Episodes where we're not thinking about bedtime tend to be better, honestly. (laughs) The, The ones where, you know, we've been on a trip or something, and so we try to do something special. They come out something special.
2: Okay. I don't know. I think so. I don't listen to them,
1: so I wouldn't know.
2: I have no idea what we say.
1: But yeah, we, we've had a big year this year. Uh, I don't know if you follow our other things. Uh, this is our first recording from a new studio, the, the inaugural Sex Archie from uh, the Midge Clump Memorial Studio.
2: Yes, we have a sign that says that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Or we will. I'll get one for us. We'll <laughs> plaque.
1: As far as non-Riverdale episodes of this Riverdale Recap Podcast, we have our next picked out. If we get bored, it might come before the show. It might come during the first break of the show. But it is one thing that I know a lot of people have been wanting, a lot of people have been asking for. We're finally going to do the 2000s Josie and the Pussycats movie. Yay!
2: Yes! <laughs>
1: And I'm so excited to talk about that incredible cultural artifact. But just in case this is our last episode before season five begins, and that's the next thing you hear us talk about, let's talk about season five expectations and hopes.
2: I was trying to think, what news is there?
1: Exactly. (laughs)
2: There's like no news. The trailer was just like, hey, here's stuff that happened last season. We need to finish last season. (laughs) (laughs) What, What we know. Yes. Is they're going to finish last season, and then they're going to get older. Mm-hmm. That's but, what we know.
1: It used to irritate me how people would talk about, oh, Riverdale's just another show where they get a bunch of, like, adults to play kids. And, like, yeah, it was a weird choice to make them sophomores in season one. But, like, they were mostly, like, in the 19-ish range.
2: K.J. Apo was. He was yeah. a teen. Everyone else is like, early 20s. Okay and like Cole Sprouse was like
1: 25 but yeah as as time moves faster than story yes. it has become more true
2: yes yes now now it's so so it, it's not so weird that they're age jumping now
1: mhm mhm it is weird though because nothing with one possible exception that has had these characters outside of high school or at least their high school years has been good in 75 years of trying. <laughs> like the original Married Years series, okay. But everything else has been trash.
2: I just, it makes me
1: very nervous.
2: I'm just not sure. Like to me, doing this screams, this is our last season.
1: Yeah, right?
2: I don't know how they make another season after this. I
1: thought that about last season because it was senior year. Yeah. And now I really think it.
2: Especially because it also seems like we are jumping very fast. Like, I think it's only like one or two episodes of them still in high school. Mm -hmm. And then it jumps. Maybe three episodes. But it's not even like half the season or anything.
1: I think it's just the commitment they had, possibly even the the very scripts they had left over from the the COVID uh, uh, filming break. Which
2: is why it's only like a couple episodes. Yeah. And then we jump, which is just bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll do something with like lots of flashbacks to tell kind of the, the story of those years. The years in between. Which could could be cool. That could be nice.
1: Something I would predict is that like many people, like many shows that, that launch a franchise and the spinoffs don't quite survive, the main show is used to give an ending enclosure to Katie Keene.
2: Oh yeah, that'll definitely I, happen.
1: I 100% expect that to be the case. Like, like Can that uh, happen
2: for *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina so we finally get a crossover episode <laughs> that everyone so desperately wants?
1: For people who don't think what I describe is a real thing, uh, uh, the final uh, uh, appearances of the lone gunman on the X-Files, for yes. example, or the guy from Millennium also on the X-Files, for example. Yes.
2: At this point, I don't even know if I have any expectations. Like, I'm just kind of like, it gonna be what it's gonna be. It's gonna
1: be what it's gonna be, folks. Uh, like, we're, we're gonna learn about these tapes. That I hope so. The, the tapes are in the trailer. Uh, a lot of the, like, social media teasers are full of just distinctive VHS distortion effects. So, like, yeah, we're gonna do tape things. Tape things. Prom things, graduation things. I have high hopes for prom though, because everything, every uh, uh, thing from the genres that feed into Riverdale, at least the teen side, not necessarily the thriller side, all have prom as a huge, huge focal point. Well, Heather's and, Carrie, uh, uh, and all the other Greece.
2: school dances that has happened in Riverdale have always been
1: big turning big points.
2: things. So yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even if it's an unofficial dance in the woods.
2: Yeah. You
1: know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the prom episode. Although I have, I, I don't know how they can meet my expectations.
2: I don't. All I know is my soul is going to be crushed because they're not going to do all the things I've been hoping for for years.
0: So <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. It's fine. So again, January twentieth, it is back on your screens. Sometime before then. I will have a new show where I do something very much like this program. What? Yes,
0: it's
2: not with me.
1: Uh, no, it's he's th- left me. That's not something you can say. Uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just lurk in the background.
1: My my, my oldest, dearest friend, uh, uh, Josh and I, who I make a twelve-year-running uh, series of let's plays with. Uh, he's convinced me to do a a recap podcast about uh, the anime for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It is called Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die, because when I said a lot like this, I meant specifically this episode. All the dogs. One of the author's favorite shorthands for this is a scary place or this is a very evil person is dog death out of nowhere. What the hell? At least it's not dogs you have a, a emotional connection with, except for the first instance. <laughs> but it is a, a wild, wild time. Uh, at the time I'm recording these words, we're, we're building up a backlog. I haven't released any, so I don't know where exactly to point you to it. But look out for links uh, uh, and more information to come.
2: In the future. In the future.
1: In places like our Twitter account. That is sex underscore Archie. Yeah. That's been more active than this show.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. not saying much, but yeah. So, uh, if you want to help us prepare for the new season, mm-hmm. you can always uh, leave us a rating and review.
1: Yeah, you on can.
2: Stitcher, or iTunes, wherever you listen to us.
1: Even better if it's Apple Podcasts, because that exists.
2: I don't use iTunes, so I don't know this shit. (laughs) So wherever you go listen, leave Mm -hmm. something there. Uh, You can also tell a a friend.
1: Do do
2: friends exist still?
1: Oh, boy. I wish.
2: Spread the news of our podcast that we are returning. Get a carrier pigeon Mm -hmm. or uh, a nice... uh, What are the dudes with trumpets?
1: A coterie. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, lay out the red carpet. And by red carpet, I mean your wagon tongue as you tell all the folks. Yep. Blah, 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 blah.
2: So, with that, I'm Elena.
1: I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie,
2: it's not rabies, it's a zombie apocalypse.
0: Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down with your Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me.